On August 6, 1978, Leslie Edward Pridgen was born in North Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. On September 3, 2002, Leslie made his contribution to the Great American Songbook by releasing his debut single off his debut album under the name Freeway. And on April 16, 2018, Freeway attended a 76ers playoff game against the Heat. During the third quarter, the Sixers paid homage to Philly's favorite son by playing Freeway's monster hit, What We Do. As the song took over the arena, Freeway saluted his hometown on the Jumbotron, and then his hometown saluted right back. This is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, a.k.a. Gotham Coach, a.k.a. the podcast Jordan Clarkson, a.k.a. Mr. Not Always Right, but Mr. Never Wrong. Coming to you live from the Shaquille Rashan O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall executive suite desk chair in my basement slash recording studio. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by, could be sponsored by Tasty Cakes. Nobody bakes a cake quite like Tasty Cake. You ever get hungry out in the city and you just need something that satisfies and you don't care about the health of your body? Of course you have. So you drop into the quarter store, you see those crimpets staring at you. God damn. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes a fucking crimpet really hits the spot. Do you hear me? Our guest is not. Our guest, do you have a favorite Tasty Cake? I mean, yo, you said it. Like crimpets, <laughs> butterscotch crimpets. Holy shit! Butterscotch crimpets are divine, man. Like, like telling you, you, you learn, you learn the trick as a kid that when you when you get uh, and butterscotch too. I don't like the jelly crimpets. Yes, like yes. people, people who eat jelly crimpets are kind of weird. But we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but butterscotch crimpets in particular, they teach you the trick that when you get them, I guess because like how they're packed, you know, they're packed so tight on top uh-huh. of each other and stuff that all of the frosting stays on the top. So what they teach right. you to do. You hold it, you you take it, you flip it, I guess, top side down, like on like your thigh. Right. You rub it on your leg. <laughs> and that causes, I guess, all, the friction causes all the frosting to stick to the actual crimpet itself. So when you open it up, it's all there. That might be the fattest shit I've ever said on a podcast, but it taps into my Philadelphianness and the wonder that is Tasty Cake. So, you know, so we just good. hit for first today, baby. That is, the, that is the type of specificity that I really love, that Philadelphia crimpet yes, specificity. Man, that's, what a fantastic start to this show. The, the point is, uh, Tasty Cakes, you get that blast of sugar, the little sponge from the cake it's the best they make honey buns which which to me are the bodega that's the king of the bodega food tasty cakes also makes i googled this they make pies the audacity of a snack food company to make a boxed pie actual like with a cherry apple i think they did peach 
Have you had a boxed Tasty Cake Yo, pie? You, you know what's wild? You bringing up Tasty Cake just had me think about, so I've been living in Brooklyn, New York for the past 10 years. Right. I cannot remember the last time I had a Tasty Cake, which means, <laughs> one, I'm probably going to search out right. who has Tasty Cakes in Brooklyn. That's right. That's one. Right. <laughs> two, the next time I go back home, I am making sure, and I'm going to, I might, yo, if I, if I send you a text and I send you a picture of me at like a Wawa <laughs> looking at the Tasty Cake section, like, don't be surprised. Tasty Damn, cakes. Tasty cakes. Yeah, except, man. Except no substitute. Tasty cake. <laughs> this one for free, but you got to pay for the next one, Tasty That's cake. a fact. The Philadelphia 76ers freeway fan cam is without question a great sports moment, but you know the question. Is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? We have to decide that today, and here to do it with me is one of Philadelphia's finest sons. He's a journalist with bylines in Ebony Magazine, The Undefeated, Vibe Magazine, Fader, among others. He's a creative who's worked in content storytelling, digital promotions across multiple platforms. Platforms and now he's one of the best and the fastest growing DJs in the mix today. It's my guy, the joyful Corey Towns. What up, Corey. though? What's up, man? Yo, it is a pleasure. I want to I want to take this opportunity right now to say how much, and this is not an exaggeration and not being funny. I want to take this time to just say how much Gotham Coach oh truly God. influenced me <laughs> at a very, very influential time of my life from Corey. I'd say 20. Let's say 12, 2013 on. Got him coach. Got him coach still to me is like a a a pillar, a true example of what internet content around a specific subject should look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, and I like I I don't I'm this is I am totally serious here. Even just the phrase got him coach. Like, I remember seeing that and I'm like, yo, that's hard. Cause like, what's the first, like that is a phrase that that's, that's a pure basketball phrase that no yeah. one would ever like, I could, I've, I've said that out loud yeah, yeah, yeah. in non-basketball situations where we're like, Ooh, got him coach. Like, like it's just, it's, it was one of those things. So like, and even just like everything from the aesthetic of the content to historical facts, to pictures I had never seen. Gotham coach has been a huge inspiration. Aye, for that. Aye, aye. And I just, I, I, we can't start. <laughs> we well, can't start this and, and we can't start this, you know, this episode or whatever like that without me giving you your flowers, man. Well, that's Much so love to you. I'm happy to be here. And that's so yes, kind sir. of you. That's uh, it's completely unnecessary. I'm likely to cut most of it out of the episode, but it's so <laughs> kind of you to say, no, I, 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 um, that's very kind of you to say. And I, to me, when I started following you, you were such, and I said it, what is the word I used to describe you? I didn't know my little intro. I always try to find out joyful. Yeah, joyful. man. You're like full of love and like light and energy. And I just really appreciate it and what you do and like your energy. I just really am drawn to it. I feel like you're like that connector type person. I feel like I'm really drawn to you. And so I'm so glad that we get the chance to meet. We've been following each other for years now, but to be able to link up on an episode like this, which is very special to me, this is a very special episode for me. I, we're going to get into it before we dive into our moment though. I want to talk to you about your Philadelphia. You're born and raised in Philly. You've already said, right? Born and raised. Yes, sir. Southwest now Philadelphia. We're, now in Brooklyn for the past 10 years. Yes, sir. Uh, set the table for me. Favorite sport, favorite team, favorite athlete of all time. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, favorite sport, I would say football edges out basketball. Got it. I would say favorite city is Philadelphia. So which of those teams is your favorite? The Eagles. 
And I'm not saying that based on the, the clusterfuck that just happened two days ago in, in Boston Garden. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I would, you know, just because, like I said, football kind of edges out basketball. Uh, I would say the, the, my favorite sports team in the world is probably the Philadelphia Eagles. And who's your favorite athlete? I mean, it can be any sport. Who's your favorite athlete? That's tough. Um, my favorite hockey player was Eric Lindros. Wow. Um, Eric Lindros, you know. Concussions aside, man, you know, and 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 sadly enough, but you know, even as a kid, like growing up, that showed me just how um, dangerous like concussions mm-hmm. is. Just because I remember Eric Lindros and what he was, this big bruiser, powerful dude, goal scorer, fighting like for a very for a very young Corey Towns, like that's what got me into hockey, like the scoring and the fighting. I was like, I like this. So Eric Lindros is my favorite hockey player, my favorite Philadelphia hockey player. All right, let's dive into our moment, Corey, to decide whether the yes. freeway 76ers fan cam goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame. We have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. The first category, as always, analytics, first credential. And these are some of the stats behind this moment. Now, it's interesting because – I needed to find the genesis of this clip. What game did this happen in? I saw the first YouTube video post I could find posted April 17th, 2018. It looked like the original source video, YouTube, April 17th, 2018. So then I start searching Twitter for Freeway Sixers, April 15th to the 18th, you know, that sort of pocket. And I find a tweet from Kyle Newbeck saying, Quote, they just a good writer of Philadelphia. He's great. He said, quote, they just showed freeway on the Jumbotron and started playing what we do. Time for a Sixers Sixers run. That's posted April 16th, 2018 at 9.54 p.m. <laughs> so that makes me think that's got to be the game that this thing runs. Yeah. What happens in this game? Game two of a playoff series, Sixers and the Miami Heat. Philly wins game one, 130-103. Game two. Miami Heat wins 113-103, a a devastating loss during this freeway play. I can't believe this freeway clip and moment didn't inspire the Sixers to go on and win the game. An immediate loss. Does that affect this moment, Corey? Your thoughts? So, first, if you just saw my reaction, I'm going to tell you why I had that reaction. (laughs) I was given – so the Sixers' Twitter account follows me. Yeah. I remember they were saying, like, hey, who wants to come to the game tonight? And I was like, I'll come to the game. Mind you, I'm living in New York. I yeah. just got an advertising job up here. They gave me tickets to that game. Oh, man. I was at game one. Oh, you so were. when you said it, I was at game one. Yeah, I came, yeah. I, I literally, I hopped on Amtrak right after work, came to the game, and went right back home the same night. So when you said that, I was like, wait, was I at this game? Because we won, <laughs> we won the first game. Like, I have a picture from that game and everything. Now, back to it. Damn, I will keep wish. Y'all have made this episode even more ill. Um, does it affect it? I don't think it affects it be that we lost the game. Right. And I'll tell you why. J.J. Reddick, Ariana Lasova, and Marco Bellinelli, <laughs> a.k.a. the Cone Brothers. I remember that series. Yes. And that was, that was the first time that I saw. I was like, damn, we got three guys. Well, J.J. was a starter, obviously. Yeah. I was like, but, yo, we got three guys that can put up shots yep. and put them up fast. Yep. And, like, you see Ben with all these guys. You see you see Joel doing kickouts, and we getting these threes. But on the defense end, boy, Dwayne Wade and 
Who else was that? I know that's isn't that crazy to think about that team. This uh, this Miami team was James Johnson, Josh Richardson, Goran Dragic, Whiteside, and Tyler Johnson. And D Wade came off the bench. Only played twenty. Came off the bench. Josh Richardson, Dwayne Wade, and them. I remember they were turning those guys into cone. It was cone drills out there. So (laughs) while while yeah, I can't yeah I can't I can't put it I can't say that you know because we lost the game. It doesn't make the moment uh 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 first ballot, you know, first ballot in this. Um, you know, just 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 for them alone. And I can kind of give into why later, like why I think like this moment is so special. Let me get into the stats uh, behind some of this game. Let's see if anything yep. popped here. <clears throat> You're a uh, great point. You're absolutely right. Marco Bellinelli has 16 in this game. Irsan Ilisova, seven for ten from the field, 14 points in this game. Fantastic. JJ has eleven. Dario Saric has twenty-three. Ben Simmons, man, twenty-four points. Man. He's ten of seventeen from the field, Corey. He's got nine boards, eight assists, twenty-four points. Yo, did you thirty-nine minutes? Ooh, god damn. They're, they're, they're gonna see the video, right? They're gonna see the video of this. <laughs> I just want everyone at home to look at. That just now, that feeling that I that was just captured on film, yeah. that was the soul leaving my body. Because the fact that, like, it has been so long <laughs> since I can say that I remember a stat line from Ben Simmons like that. Oh. And this is the it, it is the exact reason why, again, I try not to have revisionist history with that, where it's like, yo, we had a kid who was 6'10. Yep. Uber athletic with basketball IQ out of his mind that all he needed was a jump shot. All he needed was a jump shot and heart, which is crazy because that's, that's very big to have. All he needed was a jump shot and heart. And he would have been a a legend in Philadelphia. That stat line is insane. And the thing is that he made it look easy. Totally. And by the by zero for zero from three point line. Didn't, didn't take a three. Your three-point shooting that this game was atrocious. Bob Covington, one of nine. Sarich was three of ten. JJ was one of seven. Ilyasova was 0 for 2. Bellinelli was 2 for 8. You guys were 7 for 36. You shot 19% from three. That's nasty work. Nasty work. Uh, <laughs> the Heat, any games, any moments from the Heat that pop? Dragic had 20. James Johnson, the judo guy, had 18. D Wade, 26 minutes off the bench, 11 of 16, 28 points, seven boards, three assists. Off the bench, D Wade. I do, I do remember, I do remember game one. God damn. Because um, now you're, I, 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 I need your type of analytical skills of looking shit up. Because I want to look at the stat line for Dwayne Wade from the game I saw. I remember Dwayne came off the bench and he was co- like, they were cooking us. Guys like Goran Dragic. <laughs> Like, why is Goran, Dra- Goran Dragic scoring 20-some points against the Sixers? Because it's always someone like that that scores 20 points against the Sixers. Where it's like, you walk into the game, and you're like, oh, we play these guys. All right, we got to worry about D-Wade now. You know, D-Wade is it. And then you're like, Goran Dragic. And he comes out, and he's just the most efficient fucking basketball player in the history of the game. Yeah, um, yeah, man, that, that, those guards was giving it to us on the on the defensive end. And that was, you know, I think we lost, we won that series. Yep. We lost to Boston, I think, the next one. Yep. And that was when you saw the young pups that were Baba Yaga <laughs> and Jalen Brown. <laughs> and, you know, they was giving us hell. So I'm sorry. But, yeah, like that, the You're defense exactly was, right. was not good on that one. You're exactly right. Embiid comes back the next game, ends up stabilizing you guys. You guys win in five. So you got the yep. heat out of there pretty quick. Um, 
that was this game. A lot of fun to think about. Let's move on to the next credential. It's the eye test. As you watch this clip, as you watch this amazing clip, a freeway song, what we do playing at the Wells Fargo Center. I'm going to call it the spectrum as it gets, as it gets played at the spectrum. <laughs> all the nuts. What is it that you see in this moment that might give this moment the extra added oomph to make the first bell hall of fame? I see, I see, I see my city, man. Um, yeah. Philadelphians are a very unique bunch. You know, I feel like, you know, and, and I've grown to especially know that and recognize that, you know, after living, you know, in another city and especially in a city like New York for the last, you know, decade, you know, um, you can sense it in us. It's something in us where, you know, and it's something in us that just strikes people as different. You know, it's, it, I, I can't tell you how many times where, you know, if I meet someone and they're like, oh, you like, where are you from? And I'm, I'm from Philly. And they're like, I could tell or like <laughs> makes total sense. And you know, it's very easy to kind of point that and say, oh, well, you know, Philly men are this or whatever like that. But when you see, you know, this elegant goddess of of the skew kill, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, 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 and even taking it a step further, like, you know, I think of song like, you know, Philly, Philly for a long time. I don't know if we, we never regard ourselves as the underdog, but we we've always kind of been. Mm in New York shadow, just off of distance and proximity alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so taking it back to, you know, the, you know, early aughts, you know, 99 to 0102, you know, Rockefeller records, you know, brought to you by Jay-Z is one of the biggest, you know, forces in rap music. And, you know, you have, you know, you know, Jay is, you know, reaching that point of, you know, establishing himself as, you know, like one of the bigger, the bigger, if not biggest rappers in the game at the time. And he found a guy in Beanie Siegel, South Philadelphia's own, you know, who brought that same type of just energy of just like, you know, true Philadelphia and through and through. Um, and then once he found Beans, he was like, yo, I'm going to reach back and find more people. So you find guys like Freeway, you find guys like Chris and Neef, you find guys like, you know, Oskino and Sparks and Petey Crack, like to be a Philadelphian in that era and to see guys that look like you, sound like you on the radio, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, and even with the Philadelphia music scene, like, you know, for those who don't know, my father is DJ Jazzy Jeff. So like, you know, it's, it had been a long time since you saw Philadelphians, you know, on the radio or heard them on the radio or seen them on your TV. You know, the Neo Soul movement was building back then, but that wasn't like a very popular, that was a very niche genre of music so when you have a record like what we do when you have a record like Flipside, when you have a record like um uh, rock the mic you know those were those were anthemic bangers and anthemic classics mm -hmm. of that era that as people you know as i've grown up and have gone to college and have traveled across the country and around now around the world you'd be surprised how many times that song gets played and it gets played with a certain energy that it kind of draws Philadelphians together. That song will come on and people will look at me because they know I know that verse, if not as well, but better than the Bible. You know, <laughs> I, I could, you know, all I gotta do is hear it and, and I know it. So again, I think it's a magical moment because, you know, if that is, if that's me on the screen, you know, going word for word, you know, it would have been cool, but like, it'd have been cool. If it's a little kid going word for word, oh, that's cute. The fact that you saw this magical goddess of the school kill <laughs> with bag in hand, sta standing up, 
owning and stepping into the moment, going word for word for this song. And shout out to the the camera technicians at yeah. Wells Fargo because yeah. it was a quick cut from yep. we got free. Oh, yep. this woman here is, yep. is is saying it. Pan her. <laughs> They're going for all over the arena, you know, kind of creating moments like that. And I think that was like one of the first moments where you saw like what the fan can can truly do in in generating energy around a literal moment, around a team, Mm -hmm. around a city. Mm -hmm. And then I would even just say around like an aspect of, you know, hip hop culture in that way. It's probably one of the first times you really, really truly saw that. So like, you know, I think that it, it was a moment that encapsulated Philadelphia as a whole, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter if you are, a you know 16 year old kid from southwest 61 black kid from southwest if you're a 44 year old you know woman from you know the main line you know if you're a 30 some year old lady or a woman you know whatever everybody probably knows what we do and we can all say it the same so i mean it it, it really just championed what my city is like for the world to see i really appreciate that answer and i could not agree with you more there is a humanity in that video and in that moment that comes screaming through and to your point there's a specificity to it it's about philadelphia and to see that to hear it to feel it what a lovely lovely (laughs) answer to that question i could not agree with you more my eye test submission is the I, i love that you mentioned that she's got the bag on because there's something there's like she does i you know what? It, you know what it was for me. All right, please. It it showed. It's like it fully encapsulated, and not to get too deep here, but it fully encapsulated just like existence. It it projected and showed space of existence. Yes. It showed her space that yes, you know what I'm saying. You know, we don't know why she went to that game. We don't know if she went by herself. We don't know if she went with friends. We don't know if she took her kids. We don't know. You know, we don't know if her her children are right next to her in that moment. It it focused on her. And what that song does or did to her and the, and the meaning that it has for her. And she kind of, like, almost like she like zoned out. Like, yep. Cause, cause my thing is, it also, you know, how many times have we seen people get on camera? Like, you know, as someone that does it somewhat often, being projected in front of thousands of people is not, right. it's not easy to do. Right. The, the natural reaction for someone is to see the camera, uh, or like, or, you know, show the phone up or something like that. She's like, nah, I'm stepping into it. I'm leaning into it. She's not even paying attention to the fact that she's on a jumbotron full of 30,000 people. Yep. It's her in this moment with this camera. And that's the power of music, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it can cause it can cause you to fade out in a room or an arena of thousands of people. And it's just you and this record. Yep. And I mean, I mean, yeah, man, it's it's one of it's one of my favorite things to kind of come out on the internet about cause just concerning Philadelphia as a whole, you know, in a long, long time, you know? And I mean, it's, it's dope. It's really, really dope. It really is. It's, it's awesome. The, the, and I agree with you. There's something about her with her bag that it just is like, she it's showing you all of the different sides and nuances to being her and being a woman and being a black woman it's just it's a lovely thing and then the guy let's not forget the guy the 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 guy in the in the sixers jersey who my favorite thing about him is that when the camera cuts to him he's already rapping he's not doing this for the camera this guy is going bar for bar because 
that's just he's feeling this song he feels it. Yeah. in him and so he's going and then once he sees he's up on the jumbotron then he stands up and really gets into it and he rubs his stomach on well on that lyric i mean he's he's a fantastic and my favorite thing as i watch it is those people stand out a bit there's there's there is uh the woman the guy they stand out so then you sh- they show the kid they're the, surrounded by some white people it's not for me it's not mm. that moment is not for me when i watch it i go man i wish i was a philly fan man i mm. wish i was at that game like you want to be there you want to be a part of it you want to be a part of the culture and i'm not and i think that's <laughs> lovely and beautiful to watch and it's like you get to see that on camera and it's just so I'm honestly legitimately moved every time I watch that clip. It's fantastic. And the funny, the funny thing is, man, like, you know, there isn't much individualism anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, like, you know, I'm 36. So, you know, I remember a time before internet, I remember time early internet where like you could, you know, where I went to college and, you know, the guys from New York dressed like this, Mm -hmm. you know, the guys from DC dressed like that, you know, uh, Southern rappers sounded like this west coast rapper sounding like that and you really lost that you know like like cultural staples and cultural individualism kind of all men mm-hmm. merged together in the form of the internet and now it's like you know i can't tell someone if they're from right. portland oregon or portland maine right and you know i think that this moment and even kind of as you like spoke on it like this moment broadcasted existence and individualism like you yeah. can't tell you you could watch that video. You can't say that woman is from any other place in the world <laughs> except Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or maybe South Jersey because they want to be like us really bad. It's, it's a possibility. I'm not going to ruin this beautiful moment we had by alleging she may be from Jersey. But like you said, like you look at it and you're like, yo, I'm not a I'm not a Sixers fan, but that was a Sixers moment, and like it was so cool that I wanted to be in that moment. It's been beautiful, man. It's 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 a, it's a really ill moment. Like I think even us talking about it kind of. I, I'm probably gonna watch that shit when we get no, off the phone. I'd same. It's it's really, it's really magical. You talked about the power of music, and it's mm. it, it's like it's on full display here. It's the power of music wrapped up in the, you know the 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 locality, the specificity of Philadelphia. It's the game. It's sports all wrapped up into one thing. It's really moving. I really love this clip. I can't recommend it enough. If you've not seen the clip, my God, go to our Instagram at first ballot hof or at first ballot pod on Twitter. I realize those should be the same. The clips will all be there. The next credentials are ear tests. Let's listen to this moment together. Uh, usually this is a spot for where we listen for, you know, what the announcer has to say about a particular play. This is uh, just the arena announcer of, of freeway being at the game. And then the, the, the song, I feel like, uh, why would I ever turn down a, a moment to, to play this freeway song? What we do here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Philly zone national recording artist. Freeway! For my kids. They're real. Even though what we do is wrong. We still hustle till the sun come up. Crack a 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all better bundle up. And I better be a hotter summer rapper. on you just a rocket down. You hot now. Listen up. Don't you know cops sole purpose is to lock us down and throw away the king. But without this drug, your kids ain't got no way to Still try to keep mom smiling, cause when the teeth stop showing and the stomach start crawling, then the heat start blowing. If you're from the hood, I know you feel me. If a sneak start leaning and the heat stop working, then my 
Oh my we gotta god! Gotta raise our kids while we live. Yo, like, because <laughs> even all right, wrong. this part is ear test. Focus on focus on that song. <laughs> yeah. Focus on the song. Focus on the lyrics of the song. Please. Like I've never done a breakdown of what we do. This is actually. I was, really just, I was just gonna say, please keep going. But it's just like it speaks so much of desperation. Mm. It speaks so much of almost like asking for understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's basically saying like, yo, I do these things that are not good because not because I just want to be a, a, a reckless terror to whatever, right. whatever, right. but it's like, I want to keep my mother smiling. Yes. I want to keep food on my kid's table. I want to keep the heat on in my, in my, yes. like, like it speaks to a specific type of hunger. Yes. That causes for desperation. And mm-hmm. it's like when you like when I think of Philadelphia, when I think of Philly, when I think of of you know everything that you know you go through, I align with that so much. It it becomes a point where it's like, again, I'm sitting here, again, I don't know if what they're gonna see this in the episode, but I hear it. Mm-hmm. And by that second stanza, uh, or that second part of like um I keep my mom smiling. You know when the teeth start showing and the stomach start grab- like it's almost like I I I feel that man I like know. It's- it, and then you like you know and the record was so this record was so big again because you know you have a guy like Jay Z who is known and recognized throughout hip hop as one of the biggest stars in, in in rap at the time you have a guy like Beanie Siegel who everybody recognizes like yo he's probably one of the best rappers you know of the time and every Beans had that respect. Then you have a guy freeway. This is his first really big moment, but more so, it's like you got the cosign there. Mm-hmm. Like you got you got mm-hmm. free going on this run, and then he stops, and you got you have a Jay Z. Yo, keep going. I, the streets start heating, and the heat start working, and my heat start working. I'm gonna rob me a person. It's just like <laughs> like it's 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 like damn. Like now, nah, like they, we're here. Yes, we're here in this moment. We here. Uh, like like we in it. You know, and I, I think it's 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 crazy, man. It's it's, can, it's such a I, Philly record. Can it's I say? Can I say two things? One, this I love this video. I love this moment. It's like it's it's some it's past like sports. It's like a genuine like real true love of this moment. It's the type of thing I've always wanted to have on this show, mm-hmm. on first ballot. And as I'm thinking about this episode, I'm like, but I need someone that can come on that can speak to (laughs) the music side of it, that can speak to the sports side of it, that can speak to the humanity of it. And it was just sort of tucked in the back of my brain. And then someday, I can't remember what the tweet was, but you tweeted something and it pops up on my timeline. I laugh and I think about you and I go, oh, wait, that's it. (laughs) He is the exact person I have to have come on and talk about this. To hear you break down that song and to get into this is so special for me to watch you just dive into this moment and watch you dive into this song. I so appreciate you being here. You are a special guy. Thank you for doing this show. The second thing I want to say is that is my note is Jay-Z going, keep going for him to not, for him to not come in and go, hold on. Now I'm Jay-Z here. I come for him to just keep you go. You're doing it right now. Like you're on that crazy run by yourself. It's like a basketball thing. It's like you're in the middle of a fucking 37 point night. Keep going. Keep cooking these. dudes. There's just something about that song. It's unrelenting. You know, what's funny. Oh, I love it. You know what's funny? What we do is the audio representation 
of a basketball game. Yeah. Think about how many times we've seen, right. you know, let's pick a star. Let's pick a star. Let's pick a, you know, I'll just say like a LeBron. Okay, you know, what? I'll make something a little more, I'll make something a little more relative to the moment. Sacramento, 2023 Sacramento Kings. Right. De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. is the guy. Mm-hmm. There was games in them series against the Warriors yep. where Malik Monk was on fire. Right. The ability for the yes. star yes. to say, yep. yo, nah, nah, don't yep. pass it to me. Don't get me in the game. Yep. I'm going to get mine. Yep. You are feeling it. That's right. You keep going. Yep. Keep going. Yep. Keep going at them. Like, I, 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 I no. Because you don't mess with a, you don't mess with a sure thing. And it takes a certain type of star to have the cognizance and the awareness yep. to do that. I love that. And, and that's what, what we do is man. Like, you know, I, one of the things I always continuously think about is songs that are so, you know, whether they're good, like bad is relative, but like songs that just feel a thing. Mm-hmm. I always wonder like, damn, I wonder what it was like in the studio. Yes. I like, think I it was like all the, the time. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what it was like in the studio when this person, you know, Changed the 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 changed the the key mm-hmm. and, and or played this mm-hmm. chord progression and it's like it's the chord progression that we all know and love and it's like do 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 and that one note is hit and everybody looks up and it's like <laughs> oh wait we got something like because it, it it triggers something yes. in your ear or if it's like oh yeah you know Beans and Free are working on this song mm-hmm. and they're working on something and like guys in the studio and you hear Free laying down this verse and you're like. <laughs> Like and it be and it's and it's, it's everybody. It's everybody yes. from yes. you know the other artists in the room. Yes, the the, the gopher who who's supposed to be going <laughs> right. to pick up backwoods right. in twenty minutes. The engineer who's like probably like some scrawny white dude. Who's right, just like, hey man, I'm paying the bills. <laughs> the, the, like like it's just a moment where everybody's just like like whoa. I, I and then I can only imagine in a time like that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that keep going. Was something that happened out yes. of yes out of the booth. Oh, I love that out. Like no, no, keep I going, love, keep going. Yes, and someone somewhere was like, "Yo, put that in the verse." Yes, you're. Oh, I love you. Put oh. it in the verse. Put that in the verse too. And they like word. because oh. like, you know we we see we see footage, we see footage now of Jay Z hearing songs for the first time, mm-hmm. um, songs that are like classics. At right, this point. and you know. I'm only just going off of the footage that I've seen of him in the studio. It seems that he's a very cerebral, like, okay, I have you in the room. So I trust what you're saying. Like him and Rick, him and Rick Rubin, uh, you know, if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. Like him telling him on camera, like, yo, I think that should be acapella. (laughs) And then you have a four, four beat DJ scratch. And then the beat comes in and he's like, yeah, huh. I got <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And he does it and it is fucking insane when he does it, right? Like I see him as being someone to be like, yo, you should like if whether he's giving a suggestion or if he's taking a suggestion, be like, yeah. nah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, I love that. It's it's, it's amazing, man. The, the oh, other the other one is him and Tim uh when he plays him dirt off your shoulders. Crazy. Crazy. Those crazy. I, I, can't, I cannot echo what you just said more. Crazy. I think about all the time producers, songwriters, performers to be in that booth 
it must be electric. It must be electric to like when you know you're like, oh my god, this is a hit. I well, got there one. Must be no exactly. There must be no guessing. And I love that that we're thinking about that. That maybe there's a moment where Free is just going and Jay's like, keep going, and they're like, wait, say that, put that, drop that in there. Put that in that there. would be so brilliant and beautiful. Now I want to do a documentary <laughs> on the making of this song. <laughs> Oh my God! I gotta know I mean, that answer. That's it's, so it's, good. It's funny, man. You know, um, you know, for a long time, for a long time, I thought music. I thought I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I thought I didn't have it musically mm-hmm. in me. You know, I've only been DJing for four years. Um, for a long time, I used to joke like, you know, my father obviously mm-hmm. is, you know, a legend. legendary musician. Legend. You know, my my little brother is an incredible rapper in his own right for a long time i used to say like it skipped me the genius skipped me mm-hmm. and then you know i found djing on my own i started djing and i found i found the passion and the love for it immediately and i'll be honest in saying that like you know since i've been djing it allowed it's allowed me like you know me and my dad to kind of relate mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. and something he something he always tells me is that like he's like yo like you know music is sense is in essence, can be science in ways. Right. There's certain notes. There's mm-hmm. certain. There's certain sounds and certain like like notes that like hit a specific part of your ear and make you feel a specific way. Right. And I genuinely think you know it's different for different people. Like that's kind of why songs get stuck mm-hmm. in your head because mm-hmm. you hear something and it just permeates every like your conscious and shit and like you're just like huh like I don't even know why that song just came right. up but I like it. Right. And, you know, I think what we do is a time capsule of sorts um, for Philadelphians of an era where we started to, we started to be seen, you know, it was a thing, you know, Philadelphia, you know, has always said we have some of the best rappers, you know, to ever do it. And that was a time where we, we saw that mm-hmm. we saw our guys, you know, you know, cause you can go further than just the Rockefeller records, you know, without Rockefeller records and, you know, state property coming up, you know, you might not get, you know, a Gilly the Kid. You might not get a guy like uh, Swiss Beats coming to Philly and finding Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Without a Cassidy, you may not get a Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, 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 it's so many things that happen that, or, or that could have happened. And, you know, what we do is a special, is a, is a, is a glimpse of a special time. And, you know, I like the fact that this moment managed to catch so many things that is incredibly special to Philadelphia. Yeah. The people, yep. the passion, the sound, the sports. That's a and just like the energy, it captured it in all in one moment. And it's it's available so cool. for the world to see. Uh, I love this. I love this episode. Uh, you, There's <laughs> a lot of things to follow up on here. Yeah. You mentioned your dad a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about what we do being an anthem, anthemic, and, and uh, you know, a, a time capsule. To me... There's a. I don't even know where to start. I have so many follow ups. I'm gonna say I'm gonna let's go to summertime. Mm-hmm. When I think about summertime, that might be the <laughs> most. That, music is like this. Insane. We you're anyone listening. You do not spend enough time of your day talking about how crazy mm-hmm. and powerful music is. That summertime is a absolute um, time machine. 
that takes me back to that fucking summer and it's like i'm a kid again i can remember what i ate i can remember playing basketball and thinking i'm gonna impress girls by playing basketball because this guy's telling me this on the record that song i just can't get over the idea of how powerful and how crazy powerful music is you bring up your dad that song what's it like to think about your dad having such an incredible a majorly impressive, important role in a song that's forever. When I think about what you do, when I think about summertime, those songs are forever. forever. Those will last forever. Those will be around long after I'm dead and in the dirt. Those songs are forever. What's it like to think about your old man having such an important part of something that will be forever? Um, Man, I'll be honest. I think it's something that I still... I grasp and understand it a lot better now right. at 36. Right. But I will not lie and say that I, I've grasped it totally. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get who my dad was until the summer, this my summer I was 18, the summer before I went to college. Mm. And um, I reached a point where like, you know, I was old enough where it's just like, all right, I spent, you know, my mother and my father were separated and it was just kind of like, I spent too much time. I was at that age where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, he spent too much time with me. You need to go be with your dad. And, you know, like I lived with my dad for a summer. He used to live right on, if anyone knows Philly, he used to live right off of Delaware Avenue, um, which is kind of like our waterfront. If you ever drove past in Philly, wherever the, where the, uh, the Dave and Busters and the, and the, <laughs> the teriyaki spot is, he used to live down there. <laughs> and anybody from Philly is like, oh, I know where that's at. Like, it's, when they used to have the Roots Picnic, he used to live down the block from there. Like, that summer was the first time that I listened to my dad's music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think I, I always loved music, but I didn't love music to retain it. It mm-hmm. was like I liked music, you know, to enjoy it. Right. And, you know, I'm listening to my dad's albums. I'm listening to B-sides and interludes and stuff and it taught me so much it's just like oh man like my dad is really funny a lot of people really don't know like people see him on the show and be like oh your dad is a goofball right, right. my dad ain't a goo is it funny in that way but right. my dad is hilarious yeah 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 you know and I, I learned that stuff through the music you know um even other stuff I had a chance you know we could talk forever about this story but like long story short I, I met Jay-Z at Live Aid that summer and asked him for a picture and you know, kind of how I act, you could tell that I was raised amongst like not musicians, but like, mm-hmm. oh, like you got mm-hmm. some decorum to you. Like, mm-hmm. why are you, how are you back here? Right, how are you backstage? Right, right. And I told him that my dad was Jazzy Jeff, and I never forgot this. He was like, he looked at me in a very Jay-Z smirk, like, huh. Put his arm around me. We took a picture. He said, Nice to meet you, man. Tap me on my or he said, Nice to meet you, man. He whispered in my ear, ask your dad about Aspen. Tapped me twice on the shoulder and walked away. I was, I was spellbound. I'm like, the fuck is this? I'm like, like it, it was, it was a part of the interaction that I was not ready for. Um, so of course we go home. I asked my dad. My dad busts out laughing and he told me a story of him and Jay Z and Aspen that I could tell you offline. But it was amazing. Like, it was one of those moments where it's like, yo, I know who my dad is. Uh, my father, right. I started realizing yeah, who my yeah, dad yeah. is as DJ Jazzy right. Jeff, the musician, uh, you know, as I, as, as I've been DJing, you know, like I can say without bias of, of, you know, obviously, you know, him being my old man, he's the greatest DJ on the planet. I've always been his son, 
I think I've always done a pretty good job of being an individual as well. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I've never ran from it. You know, I've never, I've never had like a syndrome of like, I hate being the famous guy's son. I, I was, that was never me. It was kind of like, I'm very proud of the work that, you know, my father mm-hmm. and my family has done. And, you know, but I've always been me. And, you know, it's special. It is special. Like, you know, like you say you remember that summer when you heard Summertime. Mm-hmm. I was in the video. Are you? Re- oh, my God. Oh my I'm in the video. God. So funny. So fun, fun fact. Fun <laughs> fact here. Right. Uh, that video was shot. I can't remember the exact part. That video was shot, if I'm not mistaken, in a part of Southwest. I want to say around like maybe like 50th Street, like the 50s. Mm. Um, it was shot in a park or wherever park we were at. Like I, I remember specific parts of this day. Um, I remember we shot it. They shot it in the spring. And it was kind of cool out. Mm-hmm. So my mom decides, because mothers, <laughs> shout out mom. Hi, mom. Because <laughs> you're probably going to hear this. Uh, she decides to put me in a hoodie. <laughs> the theme of the video is summertime. <laughs> She's like, you're not coming home with a cold. That's so, I love her. That makes me fucking <laughs> laugh. She's like, mom. yo, you're not going to come home I with a cold. It. I love it. <laughs> uh, now is the DJ yourself. Mm. And you, I, we're. I, I love talking about music. I, I have. I don't have a musical bone in my body, but I love daydreaming and thinking about it. And one of the things I think about as a DJ is, what is it like to control an audience? Hmm. Controlling a room is special, man. Is 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 one of those things where you feel energy, mm. and you can genuinely mm. feel energy. You can Ugh. feel, you know, you can feel a room kind of swell up when you know, they hear that you're about to play something or mm-hmm. you feel the room swell when you're playing a song that's like, oh, it's taking everybody to a place. You know, you can feel the moment where they hear a song that you're about to play. Right. And it's like that sense of like anticipation. It's right. like, oh, snap. Yeah. Like, was that, you know, you 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 feel those things. Like I always say, anytime I DJ, um, I only see, it's like, you know, remember, remember back in Madden where they had like the QB vision? Uh-huh. There's moments where I'll interact with the crowd or there's moments where, you know, um, like I know like, yo, this next one's about to bring it down. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, just like, you know, I try something new for the first time organically and like I kind of snap out of it and I'm like, oh, that was tight. Like I need to like remember this for later. Um, And then I'm right back in. So, I mean, like, you know, I've DJed for 20 people. I think the largest crowd I DJed at the Roots Picnic last year. Um, I think they said it was well a couple thousand out there, um, which was crazy. And so that was crazy. Um, and I mean, it, it, it. There's aspects of it that feel different than the other, but I mean, all in all, man, just playing music and seeing, seeing people react to it is is, is some I special shit. Imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, a couple questions about specific songs. Uh, one, getting back to what we do, is there a more Philadelphia song than what we do? I think with that, like, because like era, era talk comes mm-hmm. into play. Mm-hmm. 90s to now. So, you know, I can say anything. You know, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Motown Philly by Boys to Men. I love it. I like, love that answer. That is like, that might be to me like a top three Philly song. I love it. I love um, that. Uh, obviously, you know the entire Rockefeller and State Property era. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what we do is kind of the shining star of that group. But you know, you do have like the Rock the Mics. I mean, like we have records that kind of span through the eras. Right. 
Uh, let's move on to our next credential test of time. We got to get back into our moment. The test yep. of time. This is when we compare this moment against other moments like it in history. I started debating how am I, what am I going to pair this thing to? And so I started thinking about that intersection between hip hop, basketball, courtside m- moments. He, I want to list out a couple and then ask you for your thoughts. If you have any moments that, that can compare to this one, uh, the, the the I remember DMX playing courtside. Uh, DMX was courtside at a Celtics Lakers game. They started playing the Rough Riders anthem, which the, the the that moment in particular, as I compare it to this one, if that plays in in New York, if that plays in the city, uh, if that plays in the Garden, even Brooklyn, completely different energy. Him yeah. playing in Boston, him being courtside in Boston of all places for that to hit. It changes the moment, changes the 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 comparison here. I was just about to say, man, you know, Boston ain't necessarily the most friendly to uh, <laughs> forms of of African American content. <laughs> well, you can see in the clip. Like, that's why I was like, wait, they did that in Boston? <laughs> they Shit. they play it, and you can just see white people in the stands as their fan camp is darting around. White people are just like looking up at the monitor, like, what is this? <laughs> and some, so, I'm gonna tell you now. Somebody's son or daughter went home and was like, "Mom, I like this," and that moment turned them onto hip hop forever. <laughs> Guarantee it. <laughs> X, fantastic. Rest in peace. Uh, the there's the Drake, the Drake moment when Duran is injured, when he looks like a little fake matter. That's how it gets used now. He's like, oh no, oh come on. Uh, and then the Drake after the finals, the I want my chips with the dip, which I don't exactly know what that means. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that moment. No, yeah, like Drake. I love Drake. I just I love Drake. Like I love, I love all the shit that Drake does. Drake is hilarious. Even in his corniness, like <laughs> I want my chips with the, the I want my chips with the dip was was great. The yeah yeah, yeah was great. <laughs> Even the scene where the where the the reporters are swarming him, yes. and he's like, "Look around, yes. look around here. We did this. <laughs> we, did this. <laughs> we did this without us. This would not be here." Like, oh good. Another moment either. I want to reference is uh, my favorite Drake moment. When Le- do you remember this from the All Star Game when LeBron steals Kevin Hart's drink along the sideline and runs it down and gives it to Drake? And, gives it to Drake. and Drake immediately knows to drink this to pay off the joke. <laughs> that, that 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 the speed with which he tears off the top of that cup and drinks that drink with the camera on him, he knows what's going. He knows on. the moment. Yes, he understands it. He understands the comedy of it. What makes it funny? He knows he needs to drink that immediately. That's like the brilliance. I love that Drake moment. Uh, Scott Foster. I also feel like we got we got a moment. We got a moment that game where it was was that Kobe and LeBron yeah, and Drake yeah. and Drake's dumbass stood yeah. up and blocked the view. <laughs> yes, great. All you see is a all you see is a, a Jeff Hamilton jacket. Fuck yes. Drake. <laughs> Jeff Hamilton. I'm sorry, I, that got me tight because I remember like I remember being like, it's Kobe's last one, and then and, then, and you got fucking Drake looking like it's the Rucker. Keep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that Scott Foster not knowing who Jack Harlow is. That's another rap NBA moment, which was a lot of fun. The team that was fairly recent. Yeah, very recent. Yeah, the team Morant Usher reveal has been fun. Do you have a favorite rap hip hop? NBA intersection because what we're doing here is if we can come up with one that we are certain is better, then you start having to ask the question, well, wait a minute, how many of these are we going to put into the first battle hall of fame? Do you, do you have a moment that you love in this intersection that is as good or better than this? What we do fan cam moment. You got me thinking here. Can, uh, can I pitch you one? Sure. April 24th, 2018 Meek Mill gets out of prison. 
gets in a helicopter. And they fly him to fly the game. straight to the game. Fly, I'm going to say Spectrum. Fly straight to the Spectrum. Goes in, rings the bell. <laughs> what is your affinity with the Spectrum? No, I love it. I miss those days of like the arena names and not some giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spe- I don't know why it was called the Spectrum. The Spectrum made no sense. Also, very, very side note. I love the Spectrum themed jerseys last year. Yes. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Sixers jerseys. I fucking hate our jerseys for the most part. Like, I wish we just go back to the the black ones and stuff like that. Like, it's it's some shit. Yeah. The, the Spectrum jerseys was fire. Yes. Um. <laughs> no, nah, that 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 was that was ill. Bad Bunny just had this Kendall Jenner thing. It's very funny to me that if you're you can't if there are cameras in the area and you're at all famous or good looking. You cannot speak to anyone because you're going to be a meme and people are going to make jokes about you forever. That's very funny to think about. I'm going to, I want to, my favorite hip hop sports intersection. It's not, it's, I don't think it beats what we do. I'm going to say that. But I do love, if you remember from the all-star game, Dennis Smith in the dunk contest brings out J. Cole. Mm -hmm. Sits him in a chair. I don't listen to Joey Cole. So if this like makes me not cool, I apologize. (laughs) J. Cole gets put in the chair. Dennis Smith leaps over him, gets a 50 on the dunk. Great dunk from Dennis Smith. Ball kind of bounces through the hoop, ends up in J. Cole's hand. Yeah. And everybody's cheering for Dennis Smith, and J. Cole's like, fuck it, I'm going to try and dunk this ball. Runs over the hoop to try to dunk it. I, anytime, I mean, that is essentially a fan walking onto the court and trying to dunk a basketball. It would not be allowed in any other circumstance. If his yeah. name wasn't J. Cole, he'd be taken off the court. I <laughs> love the fact that he was like, I'm just going to go ahead and give this a try. I love that he missed it. It made him human. I loved I loved every part. I like that he just tried and it it, it, it wasn't a bad miss. Right. Like I think I think I think you know it, it always leans back to the whole adage of like ball players want to be rappers and rappers want to be ball players. And you know, actually when like and you talking about it made me think of something that I would say is like one of my favorite intersections of music and sports. But like I think back to like you know, there's there's guys who are like, oh no, like he can really like hoop. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think J. Cole can really hoop. Like, there's other guys that really hoop. But, like, think back to, like, Rock and Jock. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, like that's that's something that I wish kind of came back in a certain way. Like, you know, it was fun. It was light. You know, it had, you know, actual athletes with, uh, you know, actual athletes with, you know, artists and stuff. Like, talking about stories I, I share with my father. Like, my dad told me about a time. Like, first of all, my dad played ball in high school. So, like, he could hoop. Like he could, he, he can, he can hoop. And especially back younger, like, you know, the NBA used to have him always come to all-star weekend, playing the celebrity games. And yeah. This is before it was like televised right, and stuff, right. but like always playing the game. And like my pop would put up buckets. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember he told me, uh, I think this was Minnesota. I think they had him do a three point contest and like, he told me he was a little optimistic of, of <laughs> you know, like, oh, I could do this. Yo, he said, Corey, that was some of the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> he said, just, he said, you think about getting off 30, was that 30 shots? Uh, five, five, 25, 25, 25, 25. Um, he's like, you think getting off 25 shots is like, not easy, but like doable right. at least. Right. He said, you're so focused. Yeah. Of picking the ball up, shooting it, and almost before you even right. 
see if it goes in. You're doing. He said, Corey, by the second to third rack. He said, whatever that middle rack. He said, I. That was the most exhausted I've ever been in my life. All my legs fell out from under me. You just start seeing just bricks. Like I built a, a small shed on that floor, and like you know, it's 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 funny because like you have moments like that. You have moments where like as much as I'm a fan of 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 people recognizing one another, like. Oh, like I'm, you know, I'm a famous rapper. Oh, I'm a famous basketball player or football player or whatever. The moment you realize, like, yeah, I'm famous in this, but being famous in this don't mean I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need that. You need that. And and you know, sadly, shout out to pops, man. You know, my pops still got the ill jump shot right now. Um, <laughs> but he told me on that day, <laughs> it ain't work out. Uh, the next credential is Twitter fingers. Any great tweets from this moment? This this moment is made on Twitter. Like this thing came alive in social media. My guess yep. is in the arena, it was fun to listen to the song, but it probably came and went and you're back into the game. This thing takes on a, a second life, a new life yep. on social media. Tons of great tweets about this. The two I want to highlight, one from LeJethro Le- Le- Jenkins. Uh, he retweets MSNBC, who's asking, here are the finalists for the Times 2020 Person of the Year. It's Joe it's Biden, Donald Trump, Fauci. <laughs> uh, and he he retweets and says, here's my choice, and posts her. her. She is the best. Uh, Brandon Jenkins Jinx tweets, I keep thinking about that woman rapping what we do at the Sixers game. I'd wish her well, but I already know she's somewhere holding it down. I mean, Listen. phenomenal. Yep. So Brand Brand is one of my really really close friends. So yeah. the fact that he got he got mentioned on this is oh. great. And like he's mentioned her to me. Oh. He's, oh, he's talked about so this moment. We've talked about this moment. And he's like, "Yo, that was such a ill." <laughs> I can't hear him saying it. Yes, I do remember him tweeting that. The Brandon Jinx. for sure, for sure. The Shout out to my boy Jinx. Oh, sign from Jinx, fantastic. The next credential is our comment section. This is you know, I every once in a while as I'm researching for this show, I'll just go and look through comments, see what bubbles up to the top. Here are a couple of of comments from 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 people who who love this moment as well. From God, getting all we deserve. Two years ago, wrote every man needs a green hoodie in his life. I love encapsulating her as a green hoodie that you need a woman like that in your life is phenomenal. Think it's about amazing. that. Amazing. I mean, think about it. I could just think about times where, you know, if I'm dating someone and we connect on that level, connecting on music is special. Yeah. I, as a Philly man who loves Philadelphia yeah. women, I can guarantee you that most Philadelphia women can sing that song the same way. Oh my God. So good. Uh, Reddit hot shoe drew on Reddit posted. I have absolutely no idea why, but this made me cry a bit. And I agree. <laughs> there is something like, uh, you can't put your finger on what it is, but it's like just so great. And I love trying to dive into this to figure out what it is, but I also love letting it go and being like, I don't know why, but I don't need to explain this. It just is just let it be. It's phenomenal. Uh, the last comment from at huge Smurf boner. Listen, I think his name probably takes away from, from the comment here. He wrote, I presume it's a, he, he wrote, if there's one thing I've learned about Philly, People fucking love their city. And I agree. You just feel that in this video and in this song. Oh my God. It's so good. I love I love the crib, man. I love it. I love Philadelphia to, to the to the day I, I lead this earth. The next credential, and this is a special one. This is the most special press conference I've ever done. Any great quotes about this? I look the inquirer found this woman, found the green hoodie. Her name is her name is Taisha Wilson. 
Of course, her name is Taisha Wilson. <laughs> that is the most Philadelphian name ever. Taisha Wilson. Oh my god. Oh man, that that just gave me. <laughs> That gave me so much joy. I could tell you so much about Taisha Wilson right now. <laughs> Taisha Wilson probably is from West Philly. She probably from West. North, North Philly. She from North. Okay. She from down North. Uh, uh, she probably went to maybe like a Dobbins. Maybe went to Dobbins High. You know what I'm saying? Or she, you know, she might have did like Girls High or something like that. Could have been Central. Not sure. I, I am that does Taisha Wilson. I'm a firm believer of certain names yeah, yeah, yeah. being representative of yeah, certain places. Yeah, yeah. Taisha Wilson is Philadelphia. That is Philly, like, through and through. We're going to vote. That's fantastic. We're going to post this article in our uh, companion Twitter thread at First Ballot Pod on Twitter. Uh, it's a it's a lovely article. It starts, what, that's we, hard. It, what we do is personal for Wilson. When Beanie Siegel raps, like my brother, like same mother, different father, any problems, dog, no, I got him. She feels that because she and her sister are the same way. When the two of them would go out, they'd play that song. The song represents the experience of so many in their neighborhood, she explained, but mm-hmm. also reminds her how much she loves her sister. Quote, it's like a tattoo that I don't have, Wilson says of the song. Can you think of a better compliment That's for a beautiful. song than this, that song is like a tattoo that I don't have? That is so good. You know what? I, I, I have footage. I'm pretty sure I can find footage. I'm singing a song at a party that I'm DJing. And one of my best friends on the planet, he's in the crowd. I play the song. Mm-mm-mm. I leave the DJ booth <laughs> to find Chris. People were so into the, the record as it was coming on that, that like, I guess, the ascendo of just dun 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 dun. And all of a sudden, you see me pop up right next to Chris with my arm around him. And everybody's like, what the fuck, Corey? You were just DJing. <laughs> and they lose it. Like if, if we just go into uh, the verse. I'll make sure I send that to you. Oh, I loved it. I'd because love it. that yeah. that is Ugh. that's us, man. That's that is, you know, I think I think she she's she that's such an ill statement. Like it's a tattoo I don't have because God, yes, so- that song is brotherhood and sisterhood. Yeah. That song is the love between friends and family, like camaraderie, like. It is all of those things. So good. Oh, yeah, uh, man. I want to take a moment and just give, um, uh, take a moment for myself. How about me pulling Corey and having him be a guest on this episode? It's perfect. You're so good on this. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank uh, you, the man. The article continues. You said, this is the reporter talking, you said what we do is like a tattoo you don't have. What do you, how do you mean? And she says, I'm just going to read this. It's so beautiful. I'm going to read it. When you see somebody that came up from where you came up from and make it and still be positive, I mean, it's okay to say things, but these rappers say stuff and talk about these lies that they don't live. And Freeway Mm. never was that guy. He Mm. wasn't only rapping. He was selling bean pies. He was doing anything he could do. Even to this day, he's successful and he ain't got to be no killer. I like that. And people want to be, want to aspire to be that because you either dead or you're in jail and nobody wants to stay there. Nobody wants to perpetuate that. So yes, it's inspiring and it gives you hope you can make it. And I, I want to pass that to other people too because I feel like I'm making it too. And that that isn't that that's just mad profound. It but really it, it is. But the funny thing about it is, is that <laughs> you know Philly is Philly is probably one of the more the most blue collar of blue collar mm, cities. Agreed. Um, I feel like we all 
tend to have that certain sense of just willing to get it out of the mud. That that's that's the crib, man, and that's that's the type of people that we have in my city. That's the type of people who come from my city. And you know, I'm always so thankful because not a lot of you know, a lot of people kind of are born in Philly, raised in Philly, and stay in Philly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always just I tried to just let, you know, my folks know, those who are coming after me, like, you no, know, like, you know, you can go out, you can see the world, you know, because I we the impact that we have on the world is mm-hmm. so crazy. And and I I'm I'm really like that kind of made me a little emotional. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Really just cause it's like so lovely. Yeah, like it, it that it isn't it isn't just some and it would have been fine if it was. It wasn't just some you know, I love the record. You know, we party to it all the time. It was like, no, like it's a, it's a particular sense of emotional value and relatability that, that record has that like that 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 is makes it so special and important. I am proudly from Toledo, Ohio, and I wish I was from oh, Philadelphia. It, it just <laughs> seems like a lovely place to say that you're from, and and I'd love this to love, love man someday. Um, uh, and Corey, I see the clock is running down on us. Almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. I'm about to ask you a series of questions, Corey. All of the your answers to these questions will be more important than any of the bullshit we've talked about up until this point. You understand what I'm saying? Your right. answers to these questions will define who you are as a human on this planet. Are you ready? I'm with that. More important. I'm with that. The music is playing. The guitars are playing. There's a timer counting us down. We got to go fast. Not really, but just go with it. Corey, what, this is very important. What is your favorite beverage? My favorite beverage? Fruit punch. <laughs> Fuck, I wasn't ready. Fruit punch. Holy for show. Shit, what a great answer. Fruit First punch. Fruit punch on the show. Uh, uh, what is the best reality TV show? Do you watch any reality TV? Uh, the best reality TV show was the Animal Mixtape Tour. Oh, I love, I love that show. Shout Let's out get to it. Dave Jacoby. Uh, th- uh, three artists, the rest of your life, you can listen to three more artists. Who are the three artists you're taking with you the rest of your life? Kendrick Lamar, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Pharrell Williams. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, hold on. That, that dovetails with my next question. I need you to put together the Mount Rushmore of music producers. Pharrell Williams. Quincy Jones. Wow. Jay Diller. Oh, wow. I love this. Don't fuck up. You got one more. You only got one more spot fuck left. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, here we go. Fuck that. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is your favorite pair of sneakers that you've ever owned? And what are your dream sneakers? Favorite sneakers I've ever owned were player exclusive Jordan. 13s they were from will anderson slightly funny story for a long time when i was growing up uh in high school my feet grew wide and i thought that meant my foot was growing bigger yeah so for a split second i thought i wore a size 13 i'm really an 11 and a half (laughs) my father being who he is and the avid sneaker you know, lover yeah. and aficionado he is, he kept telling me, you do not wear a 13. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. He's like, you don't. He gets me a pair of player-exclusive Will Anderson. I want to say he might have been playing with the Blazers. You've, you, we've oh, never wait, seen you these. mean Derek Anderson? Derek Anderson. Oh, okay. Derek, Will Anderson's the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy from the Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Anderson. Yeah, gotcha. I think he's playing for the Blazers. They were they were Jordan thirteens mm-hmm. and like the Portland colorway, but it was some shit. 
and I see these shoes and I'm like, oh my God, these shoes are fucking amazing. <laughs> I put I put that shoe on. That shoe was a boat. That shoe was a banana boat on my entire foot. My father looked at me so disappointed. <laughs> my father looks at me so disappointed. He t- I actually, I don't even know if I can say this because he took the shoes back. He took them back. He's like, you're not keeping these damn shoes because I told you you didn't wear a damn 13. But those are probably, those, yes, those are probably the favorite shoes. Is like, I'm going to send, I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode. I'm like, yo, you might want to listen to this. And he's going to laugh. He probably, he probably will text me cussing me out again that, that he got me them shoes. But uh, yeah. And uh, what, what was the second part of that question? Dream sneakers. You have a pair of dream sneakers. You know what I would want? I would want a dead stock pair of the Invisible Woman Air Force Ones. Wow. That's a great answer. Uh, next question. More important, music still playing, guitars. What? Uh, this is a big question. You're, this is this is. It's going to seem like I'm slanting a certain way. Listen, you could, you've been the Philadelphia guy all episode long. I'm I'm imploring you to not be the Philadelphia guy here. The question okay. is: Water Ice or Slurpee? Water Ice. Oh come, on. Corey. No 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 no. Okay, Corey. They're not comparable. No 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 no. First of all, Slurpee has like this weird aftertaste that I kind of never like. It's Corey. like Corey. Uh, like. Water ice over a Slurpee? What a lovely... We've had such a lovely time. First of all, like, I'll, I I'll say this. Better. I'll say this. I've enjoyed this. spending time with you. <laughs> I really like you. I'd like to meet you in person. And now this whole thing is falling apart. No, okay. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, Slurpee... First of all, Slurpee is something that's commodifiable in all 50 states. <laughs> so the quality, of, the quality of Slurpees cannot be good everywhere. That's number one. Second, yeah. I, like... <laughs> Like that, like the blue raspberry Slurpee's good. Cherry Slurpee's something about them. Oh, the taste no. is a little whatever. Oh, Corey. I used to hate, I will tell you what I did used to hate. I used to hate getting Slurpees. And then like, you're always stuck. Like no one ever drinks the full Slurpee. They're always left with some like, resi- like ice residue at the bottom of the cup that looks like the, when the snow is parked up on the corner when it snows in New York. And this shit's there till like April. So like Slurpees is there. Water ice, Ugh. like there's nothing like water ice. Water, because water ice isn't even Italian ice. The consistency is totally different. I, Neil, I could take you to a water ice place. Like I could take you to a water ice place in Philadelphia. I could take you to a spot in South Jersey. I could take you to a spot in Delaware. I could take you to a water ice place in Austin, Texas, on Sixth Street, on Sixth. I just went there. We went there when I was down there for South by Southwest. It was amazing. There's no comparison. I uh, you tell me you like Slurpees more than more than water ice proves to me telling me that you're from Toledo, Ohio. That's most Toledo, Ohio shit you said all episode. (laughs) First off, how dare you? Second off, I love how serious this is getting because we keep using each other's first names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you turn it up. Corey, Neil. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you. I am going to la- ask you the last question and more important because I because it's an important question to ask and I want to know your answer. It does shake my foundation about the rest of your answers. Like I start wondering <laughs> what type of person you are because you go from here. You've so clearly gone Homer and just gone with water ice, even though you know that Slurpees are fantastic. All right, here we go. Last question. What is your favorite? I've heard you on on It's the Real talking about wrestling. You had a little wrestling motion uh, uh, moment. Made me want to ask you, what is the greatest finishing move of all time? Taz had a move. It was kind of like a submission that was insane. Yeah. It was like some shit. 
it was like a choke out that I've yeah. never seen this shit before. Yes, that shit was crazy. I don't know the name of the movie. It's, it's hold on. I, can I tell you it? Because this is I just googled it. It's it's very fun to say. What is it? First off, it's a kata hajimi judo chokehold, and it's called the Taz Mission. Yes, yo, Taz had that shit. Like yo, 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 you just yo. I'm going back. That is crazy. A great end to more important. You won back a lot of people with those. <laughs> it, you were you did not pick the best. The best the one Taz mission. Damn. The best one is uh, Rick Ravishing Rick Rude's The Rude Awakening. That is the best finishing move. We'll just keep it going. <laughs> wait, wait, Ravishing Rick Rude was that Hello Ladies? Is that Hello Ladies? Yeah, it's a, he, no, no. He's ra- Ravishing Rick Rude is the dude. He'd like he'd be like uh, he'd speak to everybody at the end of the match, and he'd be like he'd insult everybody. He'd be like. If all the Pennsylvania porkers could shut up for like two minutes, so I could show a real woman, you know, uh, uh, I could show this woman what a real man is like. And then he'd dance and like he'd take his sweat and flick it at her off of his stomach. Do you remember Ravishing Rick Rude? So wait, who 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 used to say hello, ladies? Uh, uh, hello, ladies. Like that was like his thing. I thought it was Ravishing Rick Rude. No, uh, was that Diamond Dallas Page? Who said hello, ladies? It came a uh, Val Venus. Val Venus. <laughs> I'm very sad that I didn't know it and had to Google Val it. Val Venus! Was, yes! Yo. <laughs> I'm glad we got a Val Venus mentioned into this episode. Corey, That's amazing. we got to move on. The next credential is our cosign. The floor is yours. Does the Freeway 76ers fan cam belong in the first bout Hall of Fame and why? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to listen to me and listen to me closely. My name is Corey Towns. I am a proud native of Southwest Philadelphia, born and raised uh, 69th and Lindbergh by way of 77th and Lindbergh, Corman Suites Apartments. The cheesesteak. The water ice. The pretzel. The tasty cake. The goddamn tasty cake. Allen Iverson getting his hair braided on the bench. Randall Cunningham flying through the the, the skies, hurtling over defenders in the front flip. <laughs> Eric Lindros, yes, totally taking out Yamir Yager's legs and check in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bryce Harper, the legendary interview of said. These are all moments in Philadelphia history and staples of my town and staples of our town. Yes. Today is the day that we raise another one of these staples into the rafters. That is the performance of one Miss Taisha Wilson of, of, of the, the modern sonata that is What We Do by Freeway featuring Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. Released on Rockefeller Records 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Today is the day we raise that in the rafters. Hands down. It's there. It's made it. And, 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 and until we meet again to to raise another thing in the rafters, this this will have its its life in the afterlife. It's it's time for the induction speech. That's when I Neil get to decide whether this thing goes in. Listen, I'm going to take everything Corey said into account. Obviously, as a black man, as a Philadelphian, he his word carries a ton of weight here, and maybe he should carry all the weight. Maybe Neil, the half Filipino, <laughs> half Jewish kid from Toledo, Ohio, doesn't have any business weighing in on this. But guess what? It's my first ballot Hall of Fame. goddammit. it! I'm the proprietor, and I'm going to make the decision. Of course, this thing is going in. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take much time. And like draw out some long thing. Of course, this thing is gonna go in. This thing would have gone in on on Corey's performance alone. Performance yields results. A fantastic episode by Corey. But he's exactly right. Take it from 
Corey. This thing is going up in the Philadelphia Rafters. He's 100% right. I want to take my time to say there are some things that I want to be representative of this podcast. And this is one of them. I want you to think about how, when, when you think about this show, I want you to think about two guys really appreciating and diving in on when they played Freeway Song at the Sixers game. That's what I want this show to represent. That's what I want this to be about. This moment is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, 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 Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Jay-Z, Corey Towns, all of the Sixers at the time, Ursan Ilyasova, congratulations. This moment is in the first ballot Hall of Fame. You must feel electric, Corey. Listen, man, I feel I feel represented. I feel seen. <laughs> um, and, you know, I feel good to, to help. I feel good to have helped launch another historical moment that my city has given the world. You did it. You did it. Philly to the world, Southwest Philly to the world forever. If you can make it in Philadelphia, you can make it anywhere. If you can make it in Philly, you can make it to the first ballot. <laughs> Corey, how can people follow you? What can you plug? Um, yeah, listen, I'm at, on all social medias. You know, Elon fucked us all over. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how long Twitter's about to be a thing, but uh, my name on all social media uh, is is at Corey Towns, that's C-O-R-Y-T-O-W-N-E-S. There's no E in Corey. Anyone named Corey with the E in it steals a change off your dresser. I swear by that. Um, you know, uh, I have a SoundCloud with a bunch of DJ mixes on. I think I play a, a bunch of good music. Um, that's SoundCloud.com backslash Corey Towns. And, you know, hopefully I can come to a city near you and, you know, we can we can share the experience and music together. Corey, thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, Neil, it's my pleasure, man. Got him, coach. That's it. That's the show. One of my favorite episodes. I so thank Corey Towns for that performance and for treating this moment with love and consideration. I really enjoyed talking about that moment with him. Support Corey Towns. Listen to me. We're all we got. My shout out this week goes to Ball is Life, who's been so supportive of our show. You know the account. You know the company. You already follow them. But it's important to say thank you. Those guys don't need to support your boy, but they're doing it, and I appreciate it. Credits, as always. Jessica Singh produces Rob 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 Rucci edits. Rhythm J makes the beats. And you, you're all so kind and supportive. I really appreciate you all listening. We're building something. I believe it. I can feel it. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for more First Ballot. Tasty cakes. Yeah, man.